Hello guys, this is Emmanuel Morero. You are watching Kingdom Talk Podcast. And today, me and my co-host, Brenda Bulls, will sit down with a TikToker named Jake Hernandez who preaches the gospel and shows the love of Christ. I hope you tune in and just hear how God moved in his life. Thank you and God bless. God bless you guys. My name is Emmanuel Morero and I'm here with our co-host, Brenda Bulls. And we have Jake Hernandez here and we're going to have him just answer some questions that you guys have asked them. And so, Jake, how are you? I'm so well. That's good. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself a little bit more about you before we get started? Uh, yeah, my name is Jake Hernandez. I live in Oregon, recently moved to Vancouver, Washington to pursue the Lord at a ministry school. So currently a student here I'm in Oregon in the summers to help out, come be with my mom and help out with the local community church. So right now I'm going to go on to second year of ministry school and yeah, we're just day by day following the Lord, trying to share the love around us. Amen. 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 God is good. So Jake, as we were talking and we saw one of the questions we got was they wanted to know what was, what's your testimony? Like what brought you to Christ? If you are free and feel free to talk about it. Yeah. 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 So yeah, testimony is super big, but my testimony mainly I mean, I grew up in the church, like a lot of people grew up in the church, but it was never really a personal relationship. My mom's a single mother, and she taught me a lot throughout us growing up. She taught me a lot about the Lord, but it was never like full on relationship between me and him. But I definitely knew about the Lord, you know, but it's one thing to know about him and it's one thing to know him like personally. So it takes me into like freshman year. Early on, I started doing like smoking weed, like doing drugs, selling drugs. Freshman year, I was really rebellious, running away from from home, selling drugs like Xanax, getting put on probation. And I got into a lot of trouble in high school and just not I was missing the mark until senior year. Um, I graduated high school. I had a girlfriend that I had throughout the whole high school years and we're off and on. Of course, I was having sex that wasn't good either. But until quarantine time, like around that time, I ended up cheating on her with another girl. And she ended up the girl that I cheated with ended up telling my girlfriend at the time. So that's how she found out. And like, yeah, she called me like telling me like, I'm a cheater and this and that. And, and my heart sank. I'll immediately start praying like, God, like, please, like, have mercy on me. And that ended there. Like, we ended and and I was starting drinking more, started smoking more after that. I was already doing it, but I started doing it even more, just trying to act like I was fine, which I wasn't. And, of course, it was it was worse on her, but I was really, really affected, too. I did love this girl, or I thought I loved her, but I was just blinded by sin. But a couple months into that, like three months in, the Lord was just calling me and I was just like, you know, I'm going to stop smoking. I'm going to stop drinking. Like it's not leading me anywhere. So I finally was able to give everything to the Lord at that time because I knew I wasn't going to keep having sex. And I made music at the time too, which was pretty secular. And I knew I didn't really care about that either at the time. Like I just wanted him. So I started pursuing him like crazy and things just started to turn around for me. Like I felt peace. Like I would just seek him in my like car and breaks, like lunch breaks. Like it was just me and him. And I just found out who he was through that time. So that breakup was definitely the biggest thing that got me to, to surrender fully to the Lord. 
Amen. It's funny because I, me and Brenda are always talking and we always say that God will use the things we love the most and he'll remove that in our lives in order for us to grow in Christ, in order for us to seek him. Yeah. When, when I came to Christ, I was in a similar situation with you in the sense that I had a girlfriend. I was getting ready to literally engage her and marry her. Yeah. I was in senior year and my mom, she would be like, that's not the one for you. Emmanuel, that's just not it. That's not yeah. it. And I'm like, no. And I, Mama knew. I was rebellious. Like anything with God, I didn't want nothing to do with it. And let me say, my wow. grandma was a pastor. My grandfather was a pastor. So wow. they're in pastorship. I'm like, no, I want nothing to do with God. I used to get mad. I used to see a church and I would flip out, start cussing and fussing everywhere. Wow. And I remember going, no, I'm going to marry her. I'm going to marry her. It's funny because in my situations, when I used to talk with my ex-girlfriend or with her friends, they would bring up the Bible and they would bring up God. And every time I used to be like, God, why do you keep tormenting me? Because I don't want to talk about God. I'm not seeking you. And here you have my girlfriend asking me about the Bible because my family's in pastorship. Yeah. yeah. I was like, no, that's not going to happen. But the issue was that although I was with her, I was cheating on my cousin's mm. best, with my cousin's best friend on the yeah. and as i was doing that i was you know smoking drinking partying and right. a couple months in i moved i ended up moving from where i was at pennsylvania to florida and i remember i went to go visit her for my birthday and before my birthday my birthday february 18th and i was there for the week so i celebrated valentine's day with her and when i the day i went to go buy her gifts i find out that when I was in Florida, she cheated with my best. She cheated on me with my uh, best friend. Wow! I, I ended up bring, taking everything back and gave it to my aunt. I said, "God bless you." Look, I think look what I got you. <laughs> this is what I got you. She's like, "Oh my god, you got me a teddy bear." I was like, "Yeah, yeah." That was for my girl, but I heard that news on Valentine's Day. It's it was no more. Yeah. I ended up going back to Florida, and that breakup because I ended up leaving her for every, like everything. I didn't even nothing. I had nothing to do with her. That breakup got me so depressed. And when I tell you, bro, I literally was so depressed. I moved, I'm in a new state. I have no one. I don't know anybody. And I'm like, yo, I'm stuck in my room. Like, I can't believe this happened to me. And my mom used to be like, come to church. Come to church. I was like, that's the last thing I want to do. I don't want to <laughs> hear about God. I just, yeah. Oh. And she was like, no, just come. I was like, no. She was like, well, that wasn't for you anyways. I'm like, okay, I get it. But those six months of depression, I remember I got so tired and so broken that I ended up wanting to commit suicide. Wow. And I remember I went into the room, into the bathroom, I mean. My room had a bathroom in it. So I, I would go through it and I grabbed these pills and I said, I'm just going to, they were narcotics. I'm just going to drink them and that's it. I'm done. And I remember I started crying and I said, God, if you're real, if you're real, show up and stop me from what I'm about to do. And as I was getting ready to drink it, I heard a voice that said, my son. And I fell on my knees crying. Wow. I and the crazy, part, the crazy part was that there was a Bible right next to the bathroom that my mom left. And I went and I grabbed it. And when my eyes closed, I turned to it. I, turned, I opened the book and I turned to Psalms 23, verse 4. And it was, even wow. though I walked through the valleys of death, I would not fear no evil for his rod and staff comforts me. Mm-hmm. I yes. started crying. I was, I from that day forward, I was like, you know what? God is real. What interests me to this day is I tell people all the time, the thing was that I used to cuss at God. I used to want nothing to do with him. 
And here we have God calling me his child. He's calling me his son. He's not even saying a person. He when when I needed him the most, he showed up and he called me by his son. When wow. he you know, I did everything to go against you, and yet you still love me and call me your son. Yes. It blew my mind. This is wow. where it this is where it, it got even deeper. Because after God healed me, God went and told me, Now I need you to forgive your ex. Uh, that's where it hurt. I was like, okay, yeah. you know, ooh, yeah, forgive, <laughs> forgive my ex. And he was like, Yeah, because I want to save her and I want to use you to save her soul. Ooh. Meanwhile, wow. me and her were best friends before we ended up becoming a thing. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I can forgive. Her. It took me a long time, but I ended up forgiving her because I was like, I was a cheater. You know, I was yeah. cheating on her first. It's okay. Like I ended up forgiving her. Yeah. I, through through me for through me and her, you know, me talking to her and forgiving her, we ended up having a friendship that led to glory to God. Her accepting Jesus Christ mm -hmm. and getting baptized for the Lord Jesus. Wow. And it was Praise amazing. God. Then God goes and says, this one, this is where it really hurt. When God says, now I need you to forgive the one that she, she, she had sex with, which is your best friend. Oh my gosh. That, that was a little hard. That yeah. was the one that I went, God, oh, I, I think that's emotion. <laughs> I think that's emotion. I, I don't know. And God was like, no, I'm speaking to you. I need you wow. to forgive him in order for me to forgive you and do what I want to do in his life. Mm -hmm. Wow. And through that, I ended up forgiving him. And now we're on good terms. But it's crazy because God will use, like I say it again, I have to say it again. Mm -hmm. God will use what you love the most. Rip it away yes. from you in order to get your attention, in order for him to save you and yeah. use you for his glory. So glory to God. Yes. Amen. Amen. That's um, amazing. That's amazing. It is. It's, God, a process, it is a process. It's amazing. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your own podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Is The second question they have is, what was the process from you going from where you were at to being a Christian? I know that process is always a little hard, trying to learn how to pray, trying to learn how to listen to the word of God. How was that transition like? I'd say the process where it was the hardest that I can remember is the whole like cutting off friends thing. Cause I know I seen my mom and my grandparents, they were Christians all their lives, you know? So I knew in a sense how to play church or how to play like Christian, you know, but where it became real is where I had to sacrifice things for it, for the Lord. And it was like sacrificing my, my friends, my friendships, like, friends that weren't leading me closer to Christ. I remember a time where I was just alone, like I had no community and I was like, or at least my age, you know, and I was praying to the Lord, like, Lord, like I feel so alone. Like I don't have anybody around me my age that want to pursue you. And it took a lot of patience. It took a lot of time. But in that season of waiting, like he was working things in me, you know, like maybe I wasn't ready for that, for those friends at that moment. But 
eventually they came, that community came. I think the process that was the hardest was that waiting for the community, the right community to come. Because everything else, you know, like I had my mom to lead me in that with scripture, my grandparents, like how to read the Bible and all that. Like, like I had an idea how to do it. But just as I practiced it more and more, like I was more familiar with reading scripture, more familiar with praying, you know. So I think the, the hardest process was like is the sacrifices that I had to had to make to follow the Lord. Those are the hard ones right yeah. there. Yeah. That's who I can tell you. I can relate to that, though, because, I mean, when God first called me, he said the first thing he said was you're going to lose a lot of friends. And I was like, well, I've really got any friends anyways, so I don't really care until like they left. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm alone. Like, I don't have anybody like who's going to help me up. Who's going to lift me up? Yeah. And then God's like, you got me like you don't need anybody else. I don't know if it happens to any of you guys, but I feel like when God gets jealous for me. So when as he was saying that, I was like, oh, dang, I feel you like getting jealous. I shouldn't have said that. Sorry, God. But knowing that. Oh, I agree with you. You know, sometimes I see in life working with youth ministry, I would say it's oh it, it's hard because <laughs> what happens is you're you're caught to teach and lead them mm-hmm. and then you become friends with some of them. And then what was a what was an assignment for one season mm. now it stays for another season when it wasn't yeah. it wasn't their time to stay there. Because I don't well, know about you guys, mm-hmm. but there's times when God goes, I'm gonna bring this person in your life. But I want you to 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 watch over them, lead the way, be there for them, pray for them, show them how they have to walk in the, in some sort of sense. And then when the time comes, God will take them away. But some yeah. people, we end up extending that period wow. in our lives with, and then it goes from an assignment to mm-hmm. a friendship. And then God again goes and says, now I need you to sacrifice and take this person away. Yeah, I found wow. myself sometimes. In times of life, I have found myself in a season where I told God, no, I don't want these pers- these people to leave as I'm Christian. And God would be like, what if you're not going to take them? O- if you're not going to remove them, I'm going to take them. And I'd be like, but God, they're yeah. Christian. God, I don't understand. They're, they're followers of Christ. And God would be like, no, you missed the point. They were your assignment mm-hmm. and they're long overdue. They have to go because where you're going, they can't follow. That's right. Wow. Their mission on earth, they can't follow. And so you did what you needed to do. Now you need to move on. And it's those sacrifices that it hurts the most because you go in and it's the hardest part. This is where, like I said, youth ministry, it's one of the hardest things. I'm still, I'm learning on the go. (laughs) It's it's learning on the go because, you know, you end up caring for these people. You end up having a relationship with these people. You let them in. And that's another thing, letting them in your circle. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, I, I, I learned in life that there's three types of circle, the inner part of your circle where you can tell them your secrets. Those are the people that when you're struggling, mm-hmm. when you need prayer, yeah. you can confess to them and tell them, Hey, this is the sins I'm struggling with. They're not going to judge, but instead they're going to remember, they're going to remind you of scripture. They're going to remind you of prayer of Mom. your purpose on earth. Then there's, people, then there's people that are going, then they're the second tier people, mm-hmm. which are your acquaintances, your friends that you hang out with. You know, those, they can influence you a little bit, but not to the point where they can tell, you know, they can tell you, oh, you're this type of person. Oh, come on. Don't be like that. Mm-hmm. People, you don't want to tell them your business. You want to have them around. Let it be you influencing them, not them influencing you. Yes. Then it's the third tier, which is 
all the people like in your church, your community, hey, how are you? Those are the the rest of the people. Yeah. And sometimes we put the people that we're supposed to influence on the first tier. Yeah. And and it goes from God having me minister to you to now you're impacting my life and it's in a negative way. Right. Or it's mm-hmm. just it might not be in a negative way, but it's not what God wanted me to do. And it goes against what it goes again with sacrifice. I got to take them out of my life. If I want to walk in God's path, if I want to do the ministry God has called me to do, I have to let go of my desires. Wow. You know, in the scriptures, as I as I was in theology school, glory to God, I pray to God you continue. In theology school, they taught Amen. me, everyone says in the scripture when Jesus is talking to the rich man, that the rich man, you know, he says, hey, what do I have to do to inherit the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus gives him the Ten Commandments and he goes, well, I follow all of them. And Jesus said, you, you need one, give away your riches and come follow me. At first people would say, you know, it's, we can't be rich. I've heard it for years in the church. Oh, it's mm-hmm. illegal. you know, the rich are not going to enter the kingdom. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And, but <laughs> what I, when, when you go in depth, you realize it's not, it wasn't really about the money or the riches. It was about his desires. He desired yeah. to hold that money. He desired to hold the wow. riches. And Jesus was telling him, you must deny your desires, pick yes. up your cross and follow me. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because as a Christian, we need to deny our desires. Yeah. That means if our dreams go against God's will, deny them, move on. Mm-hmm. If any plan that we think that, that not any, any plan that we desire, that, that God doesn't desire, desire in our life, we have to remove it. And that's the yeah. hardest part in our life. I say, as for me, I say for other people. Because like you said, sacrifice, it all comes down to the bottom of sacrifice. Yes. What are we going to sacrifice and for what are we sacrificing? And when we're, when God tells us to do it, I think it's the best thing. Although it's, it's hard, yeah. but hard. I talk a lot, so, uh, <laughs> it takes time. but all right. Uh, the third question, was there a time when the Lord asked you to release something or tell something to somebody that you were, you felt uncomfortable? I don't know about you. I'll give you an example. Prayer. I say it all the time in my church. And when I, when, when I get like, when I get calls to preach and there's churches that want me to preach and stuff, one thing that I, to this day, and it's, I got to get out of my comfort zone. It's praying for people or when God tells me, I need need you to go and pray for that person. And I'm like, God, I don't know what to say. I got nothing to say to this person. I got nothing (laughs) to say. What do you mean? You know, you better, God, I hope it's not emotions coming in come on lord and so that type of thing where god tells you to do something and you got to get out of that comfort zone whether it may be in public or at a church yeah. setting that's one of my things that god had you know to t- take me out of the comfort zone but definitely a lot of times i like this topic because sometimes we think just because we're uncomfortable it's not god but god said that he would that he's a god of comfort and why would we need comfort? Why would we need him if we are uncomfortable, you know? So we always expect to be comf- like comfortable first for God to come. But like if we're not uncomfortable, we don't need a comforter. So we won't need him. That time of uncomfort is where we grow. And one recent time that God used me in that way was I was working in the orchards, the cherry orchards, like people uh, come and pick cherries and stuff like that. And it's all Mexicans, right? Like they all speak Spanish. And my Spanish, bro, is not that good. You know, my Spanish grammar is poor. I be mixing up my words like left and right. And it's kind of embarrassing. And the Lord was calling me to preach, like preach the word of God to the cherry pickers. 
So I'd stand there every morning, 6 a.m., and not just like preach the gospel in Spanish, like whatever the Lord was telling me to say, I just say it in Spanish and not butcher words left and right. But it was like they they got the idea, you know, like what I had to say, even if you just the name of the Lord, Jesus Christ in Spanish, you know, like even that that has power. So it's it's about that simple obedience. It's not about myself. It's about their salvation. So that was definitely a time where I had to just put away like myself and just go out on the limb i was so uncomfortable but i mean people were encouraged and i know the love of christ the spirit was working so and that was recently that was this summer so that was crazy oh wow that's crazy did you ever feel in that moment doubt or like in that moment when god told you to go preach that word how was your reaction towards it i know that like i said there's people like me that we go hold up I don't know how to do this or what are you sure you want me to do it? So I want to, you know, dive in a little bit. Like before I said it, like before, kind of or during, like when you heard God tell you to go preach, what was your reaction towards it? So at first, like I got really nervous in my belly because I knew that I can't speak Spanish that well, but I just, I knew like the main gospel, you know, like, that if you put your faith in, in Christ, you will be saved. And and I knew about like how to say sin and and that it leads to death and all that. So I, I kept it real with the with the main points. So I mean, I was really nervous, but once I started speaking out loud, like once I first yelled, I felt good. And even sometimes where I didn't say the scripture right, like even some people like knew the scripture and, and said it. You know, in Spanish, like the 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 right grammar. So the Lord is definitely helping me through it. Like I just needed to take that first step. Oh wow! Yeah. So yeah, it was pretty crazy, honestly. That's crazy. Well, a time that God um, used me was in Ohio. It was my first Ohio trip ever, and we go to this house, and it's like this is like a going away party because there's, there's two couples. They're going to Texas. They're moving from Ohio to Texas to pursue God's will. So they threw a whole getaway party or going away party. And then um, as soon as I get in, I'm like, oh, God, why am I here? Because obviously he sent me to Ohio for a reason. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, God, why am I here? And I'm hearing all like people talking. I'm just talking to God. I'm like, Lord Jesus, like, why did you place this in this specific home? And then he starts speaking to me, like, get ready to talk. And I'm like, huh? Huh? Mm-hmm. Huh? huh? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> no. <laughs> right? But. God was talking. This is the first time I've actually heard God's voice too, like in, in a different way. Because before God was speaking to me through visions and dreams and all that good stuff, so He was showing me like His voice in another way. So as soon as wow. I heard, it, I was like, ah, I'm not speaking. <laughs> but He was talking. He's like, "Get ready to say your word. Get ready, because I'm gonna use you." I was like, "Oh, okay, God." There's a lot of people in the house, mind you. Like He wants me to talk to every single person. Like if one person left, I was gonna be disobedient. So. I go and they have a circle and they go, they go to pray for the couple and God's like, I want you to speak. And I'm like, I'm not saying it, gosh, I'm not doing it. Right. But he's still telling you, he's like, I want you to tell my people what I'm telling you to say, speak, 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 speak. I'm like, no. So they're done. They're done praying. And now people are getting ready to leave. And I'm like, oh my gosh, God, they're getting ready to leave. What do I do? And then he's like, Brenda, if one person <laughs> leaves this house and you have not released the word that I've given you, you're going to go into consequences because you're being disobedient. And wow. I'm like, oh, no, forget that. No. 
So I go and I go to the nearest lady. I'm like, I have a word from the Lord. Can you gather everybody up? And then she goes and she calls everybody together. And I released the word. I don't even remember what I said. Nothing. Like, it was just like straight. As soon as I started talking, it was like God speaking. I, I didn't mm-hmm. eat. Like, I, God didn't allow me to eat. So as soon as I released the word, I go to the kitchen. I'm like, I'm going to eat now. And then this lady comes up to me and she's like, oh, um, the word you release confirmed what God wants me to name my church. Wow. And I'm like, what was what was I saying? What, like, what was it that that God was saying? She said, you kept saying a willing vessel. And God's been telling me to name my church a willing vessel through different people. And you are the last confirmation wow. that confirms my church. And I was like, that's crazy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's huge. But that just, just shows, like, your obedience can really, like, your obedience is behind someone else's breakthrough. Your obedience is behind somebody else's, like, whatever they're waiting for God, and then God wants you to release that word to them. It's like you're a vessel. You're an instrument. Yes. So that was mine. Yeah. It's obedience will take you very far. Is very far. And you don't ever want to be disobedient because, you know, those yeah, are, you know, it's, 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 I always say it's always an honor to work like, to not only know God and know that he's your father, mm-hmm. but for him to choose you, for him to choose you to minister, to do That's his right. work. Mm-hmm. Like it's an honor to go into his school, learn his word, and then go out here and spread the word of God and just obey him. You know, there's times that like me, I, I, I you know, I said it here and I'll continue to say it that I used, I, to this day, I get a little scared when it comes to, you know, go praying for people. And I remember that one time, mm-hmm. Brenda, you're an eyewitness where, uh, it was a Sunday service and mm-hmm. I was there and the spirit of the Lord was telling me, go pray for this young man. And I kept on going, people are, mm. like I was <laughs> tugging with it and I'm like, Lord. And the worst thing was that the young kid kept on looking back at me and I was like, oh, this is even, <laughs> this is even bad. So I'm like, God, and God was like, go pray for him, go over there and give him the word I'm about to give you. I was like, okay, maybe, maybe when the when the ser- when the service is done or like when they call an altar prayer i'll go and i'll pray for him the whole service god was just tugging on me tugging on me i ended mm. up leaving without praying for him i remember i got in a car we after sunday services we tend to go out to eat for pizza or the buffet and as That's we sick. were eating as we were eating my mother is like what's wrong i'm like i still feel god telling me to go pray for this kid and my mom's like well if it's god you're gonna have to go do it I was like, yeah, I I know, I know. And she is like, just letting you know. I'm like, yeah, and if you don't do it, that's being disobedient. And I was like, I know, I know. So we decided, I got a couple of the people that I surround myself with. And we were just talking and we were watching a sermon that led us into having a like a prayer service where we just started praying over our like each other and just started speaking the word of God over our lives. And we're praying. And we're speaking the word over our lives. And as everyone's praying, I hear God going, what are you doing? You can pray here. Well, how about you get up and go pray to my son that he needs the word? And I went. And it was a moment where I couldn't breathe anymore. And God said, well, if you don't go, I'm dragging you. And I started feeling like this heavy, like chest, my chest started to get heavy. I started like, couldn't breathe. And I was like, oh my God, God, I'm going to have to go. And I was like, who am I going to take? I called my sister and said, I told my sister, come with me. Let's just go. Come with me. You're going to be my eyewitness. I, know, I don't like to go alone. 
and sometimes I like to take an eyewitness just to be, you know, a witness to, you know, what God does. And I end up going to the house. I end up texting the kid's mom. And I'm like, hey, are you up? It's already like 10.35 at night. I'm like, nah, I don't think they're up. It's a, a, like, oh, it's a mm-hmm. Sunday, so they're going to have school. The mom goes, hey, yeah, I'm up. Oh, I was like, so it's really weird, I know. But I have a feeling that God keeps telling me to go to your son and pray for him. I don't know why, but I need to go over there. The mom goes, well, just come over, Emmanuel. The door will be open. So I come what? over. The, I'm like, once I get there, I go, God, I'm not going. I'm not going to go in. I was like, never mind. This is, like, I don't think I, this can't be, this can't mm-hmm. be right. And I was, God was like, no, you're going to go in. I was like, God, I'm not going in. My sister goes, you didn't drag me out of the house not to go in. Mm-hmm. You're going to go in, right? And I'm over here like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. Like, like, why does it happen to me? I was like, I'm about to leave. I literally put my keys in the car to turn on the car and the kid comes out and gets me. I was like, oh Lord. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, this is, this is really happening, God. And God was like, yeah, you're going to go do my will. Once I get in there, I, I'm like, okay, let's just, God, I'm going to get out of the car, but I'm telling you from this day, from, from now, till I get out of there, this is going to be you because I have nothing to say. Like, I got no words to speak to him. So it's all you. I'm counting on you. Yes. And I got, I went inside. As I went inside, we, we got ready. We started praying. We started setting the atmosphere. And then God started giving me words to speak to him. And it was everything that he was struggling with. Everything that the kid needed was, it was spot on. And once I was done, this is where it it intrigued me. Because what happened was the moms kept saying, the mom kept saying, early in the morning, we, our church, we do, uh, we do fastings once every month, the first Sunday of the month, we all go congregate and we'll fast. And he didn't want to go that day to the fast. He didn't want to go to service Mm -hmm. that day. The mom kept on saying, please come, come here. For whatever reason, the kid woke up and he was angry. He didn't want to go. And this is a kid that he struggles with a lot of things. And she kept on saying, God, please let him come. Please let him come. God allowed him to come. As they were driving to go to church, she kept on saying, God, I want you to use your servant Emmanuel to preach and to pray over his life. Today at church, at church, let him come to my nephew and pray over his life. Lord, please. And so when I get into church, the whole Sunday service, I'm over here like this thought because we do two altar callings. The first altar calling, she was like, it's going to happen now. The first altar calling happened and I kept on, oh, she was praying. She was praying. The second altar calling, same thing. It didn't happen. So what happens is she she left church and she was like, God, it didn't happen. But I know you're going to come and you're going to bring him. You're going to bring him. You're going to bring him. He's going to pray for my nephew. He's going to pray for my uh, grandson, my bad. He's going to pray for him. And as she saw the day and the time go by, she started to doubt a little bit. It got to the point where at 10 o'clock, she told God, God, what did I do wrong? Why haven't you listened? Haven't I not served you? All I asked was for you to bring your servant, Emmanuel, to come pray for my grandson. And you did. Now the night, it's, now it's about to be night. The day's about to be over. And he didn't come. He didn't pray for my for my grandson. She started to cry for whatever reason. When she got in bed, she couldn't go to sleep because the Lord told her, you should expect company because someone's coming over. Wow. The grandson said that he couldn't sleep because something felt like he just couldn't, like there was something off. He just couldn't sleep. So she's praying at 10 and at 1030, I text her telling her, this is, sounds weird, 
but God keeps telling me I got to go over there. So when I come, I get into the house and I start praying and God starts using me. And she tells me, God used you. And when I doubted, he reminded me that he's still with me and he listens to me. And so that was one of the moments in my life where I had to obey it. Mm -hmm. The moment I thought I wasn't going to obey it, I felt this cold, I couldn't start breathing. And that's when I immediately thought of disobedience and obedience Mm -hmm. and glory to God, you know. God used me and all glory be to Wow. The the Lord just the Lord is just waiting for us to partner with him, bro. Like he's waiting on his people to to step up and just partner with what he wants to do in on the earth. It's crazy. So I was gonna also say, like, people people, and I've also thought this too, people think that boldness and courage is like the absence of fear, but it's it's not the absence of fear. It's that you might have that fear, but you have the ability to overcome it and step out anyways. So like, there's a lot of times when I've been scared or you've been scared and we still stepped up and we just did it anyways. So like, if anyone's feeling fear, like just know that doesn't mean that you're not bold. You being able to trust in the Lord and say, okay, Lord, I'm gonna give this to you and I'm gonna do it anyways, is what qualifies you as bold. And the Bible says that the bold or the righteous are as bold as a lion, Amen. you know? So we're all called to be bold to, Amen. even if we're feeling doubts to just step over that and say, doubt, you have no hold over me. Fear, you have no hold over me. Like I belong to my father and he says that I'm righteous, that I'm bold. Amen. Amen. That's right. It's, you, we speak about boldness and it reminds me of the scriptures because I always say that in churches we tend to see, or even in reality, the whole world, we tend to see the Bible as characters. But when we start to realize that they were just human like you and me, mm-hmm. and that they faced trials and tribulations. And I always think of Moses because you know what it is for him to have mil- like a million people that he had to literally lead out of Egypt to a promised land that they haven't seen yet. Yeah. And all these people were like, yo, where are you taking me? Like, are, did, mm-hmm. did you send us to die? I would, if mm-hmm. I was Moses, I would have been nervous. But yet, you see that Moses stood faithful to the Lord. He yes. walked with God. He, I'm pretty sure he did have a moment of fear. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. when that moment happened, he asked God, God, where are you? What, what's happening? I know you've given us a word, but I don't see it. But yes. yet, he still prevailed. He still overcame. Or like Paul says, he finished his race. You know, yes. he had boldness, but he did also fear. He did have those moments where... He questioned, and that happens mm. to not only us, but to everyone in the Bible that has gone through it. Yeah. David, yeah. Abraham, Isaac, Isaiah, oh. Jeremiah, Elijah, mm-hmm. after he saw everything God has done in his life, yes. he saw God burn the prophets. He saw fire come down from heaven, and then wow. see that he was questioned. He said, God. Where are you? He when he was up the moment that he felt like he was about to die, he he forgot for a little bit. It seems like he forgot everything that God has done in his life. He had feared, but he still was bold enough to continue walking his purpose, continue walking in the Lord's walk. And again, if you're listening to this and you're watching this, it's okay to have fear. It it's not okay to just stay there in your fear. It's not okay to get comfortable in your fear. You, we have to trust God like Moses and Abraham did. That even though when the times got hard, they still had trust. They still had their faith in God. 
I love the story of Abraham because when Abraham goes to take up Isaac to the mountain, there's a thing that he says to his servants. He says, we will return. That Abraham, no matter what would happen, he knew that him and Isaac were going to come down out of that mountain. He had faith that even if he would yes. sacrifice his son, he knew that God was going to, guess what, revive him. Because mm -hmm. that was the promise that God gave him. God That's said, right. to him, you will be a father of nations. Mm -hmm. That's the faith we need. Even when we're facing trials and tribulations, you see that God, in as we speak in this podcast, you see that God will take anyone and use anyone. If he needs to call you, he will do it. He did it with Jake. He did it with me. He did it with Brenda. And if you're listening to this, you're not too far. You're not far from God. God is willing to open his arms. The Bible says that the door of salvation is open. Mm -hmm. His arms yes. are wide open. This is the day of salvation. You listening to this yes. is not a coincidence. This is God's purpose. God is using us to speak over your lives. You see what God is doing in Jake. And God is doing blessings and more with other people. And God will do it with you. You know, mm -hmm. I, I always say that, and I always say that there's people that always see Christian, they always see Christ and religion. And I always say that when you take the religion, the religious side, and you just get into the Bible and you get wholeheartedly into who Christ is, you realize that guess what? He will love you. I, he loves you and he cares for you. People think of God and they think that they have to change. And I love that. And Jake, you can stop me if I'm wrong, but as you walk with Christ, you're willing to change. It's not, I, I have never in my experience with God, God said, now you need to, to, to stop talking the way you talk. Like as soon as I accept, as soon as I accepted Christ, he didn't immediately change everything. It was as I continued to fall more in love with Christ, I realized that I felt more convicted of who I am and I want to change to glorify yes. him more in my life. And that's the love of Christ. I'm sorry, I continue to talk. Yes, but, amen. Um, Brenda, if you would like to... Which number are we on? We are on fifth, the fifth one. The fifth one, okay. Okay, so what's something that you want this generation to learn that you personally had to learn in your walk with Christ? Mm, that's a good one. That's good. <laughs> Just how to live a holy life, I guess, and to not take grace for granted. Like for, for a while, for, for a season in my life, like I was lifting up the Lord's name in my posts and, and around me, like with my words, but my, my heart wasn't all there, you know, like I thought my heart was there, but I was sinning, you know, I was continuing to sin and, and falling into sin cycles. And I just like the blood of Christ is so much more worth is so is worth so much more than that for us to continue to keep on sinning. Like the Lord would tell people, like your faith has for your faith has your faith has made you what was that? I said whole, I think, or healed. Or like he he'd say that your sins are forgiven. Well, your yeah. sins are forgiven. Your faith has made you well. He'd tell that to a bunch of people, and he'd say after he'd say, "Go and sin no more. Leave the life of sin that you've been living." And it's like we forget about that part. If we truly believe, we're not going to continue on sinning. The Bible says that all who have been born of God will not continue on sinning. You know, all who continue to sin has never has never known God or heard God. You know, like they have never seen him or known him. If we truly are walking this this life, we put aside our desires, just like we were saying. We put our 
aside our desires, we die to ourselves, just like you said, we deny ourselves. But many Christians are walking the life where they're like, they're praising him with their tongue, but they're walking in sin. You know, they're still walking in darkness, but God has called us out of that. And I just want the generation to remember that you're a new creation, that you're pure, that the blood of Christ has set you free from the, the life of sin, that you don't have to live like that anymore. You know, like there's so much more than having one foot in the world and one foot in Christ, like have both feet in Christ fully into Christ. And you will not regret it. Like the Lord is faithful and the Lord is faithful to finish the work that he has started in you guys. So like, don't pursue sin any longer. Know that you're righteous and that you don't have to live like that anymore. That's what I would want them to know and want you guys to know. Amen. Amen. Brenda, I will ask you as well, since I have you on. Uh, what's one thing that you would like to leave this generation? Oh, lovely. Give me a minute. <laughs> okay, what's, what's something you want this generation to learn that you personally had to learn in your walk with Christ? Me, personally, I feel like I had to learn his voice. That's something that I prayed for for a while. It's like learn, learn when God's talking, learn when the enemy's talking, and then learn when it's just the voices of the people. So for me, when God stopped talking to me, because he, it was one time we went in a prayer service, and God was like, I'm always going to be with you. I'm like, amen, God. Thank you. <laughs> and then I stopped feeling his presence. I stopped hearing his voice. And I was like, oh, no, God, I'm going crazy. Like, why can't I hear you? Why can't I feel you? What's going on? Like, did you leave me? Like, but no, like, <clears throat> God, like, testing me. Like, I'm still here. Remember, I'm still here. But you still have to go through this process. But I feel like seeing where I was back then and seeing that how – the enemy would use certain things to get me distracted or the enemy would use certain voices to bring me down. And then seeing that I now can discern the voice of God and discern the voice when the enemy's giving me lies. Not saying that I'm not going to fall in the enemy's lies because obviously I'm human. And I just feel like learning God's voice is very important. It's important, especially now, since it's the last day. It's like yeah, I... knowing God's speaking to you. Yeah, I agree. I agree, you guys. Um, what's something that you... I'm reading it, too. I'm reading the question. I'm gonna, let's um, see. What's number four. Uh, I also want to tell you guys, don't let anybody ever tell you that you don't hear from God. Yeah. The Lord said that my sheep know my voice. Just know that. And the Lord will confirm his word always. Like He is yeah. so good to confirm his word. So if you're feeling doubtful, know that you do hear his voice but also you can ask for confirmation and he will confirm his word yeah that's really true actually how you gonna like it god gave me um god gave me a preaching to preach because obviously he wants to preach so he gave me a preaching and um i was like is that the preaching you really want me to do and he, he even preaching and he even the word i mean the the scripture he wanted me to preach about so i was like oh, okay and then i go to a service and then i see a picture of moses which is the, the verse that God, he wants me to talk about Moses. So I see a painting of Moses and it's like him parting the Red Sea. And I'm like, that's confirmation. I'm taking this confirmation. Yes. Right? But it's like the little things that he confirmed because throughout the preaching, throughout the time I was in the service, there was little snippets of things I was going to add in my preaching. And I was like, oh my gosh, like God's just confirming what he's told me to do. So I do believe that too. I think that for anyone listening, if you have ever had that feeling where you question yourself and you ask if 
God's really speaking to you. I'm going to add on with what Brother Jake said. The Bible says that, you know, his sheep know his voice. Mm-hmm. When God is speaking, I know sometimes it might seem, it, it might be hard for some. It might be easy for others. You might question it a little bit. But if it's God's voice, God's going to use you and God's going to do what he said. His promises will come to pass. When I tell you, there have been times where I thank God that in my life, I have seen things that a lot of people probably in this generation have not seen. And I give glory to God because it teaches that when God's promise, literally when God says something, he'll fulfill it. Mm -hmm. When God says that he is the alpha, the omega, the provider. The, he is Rafa as our healer. You you see that he really is. Once we call it something that I've learned and I've been learning is we we have not because we ask not. Some of us yes. there's things where we we've been asking God the wrong way or with the wrong intentions. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I keep like I feel like and this is something that I had to learn from my pastor. God bless him. Uh, he taught me Emmanuel. In life, there's good intentions. But then there's a God will. Mm. And good intentions are good, but sometimes they don't align themselves with God's will. Wow. You might offend people, but you're doing God's will. A good intention might not lead you to the kingdom, but God's will will lead you into always. And if you're struggling and you have good intentions, you're asking God, why am I in this situation? Why do I feel I'm stuck or whatever? Do God's will, whatever it is. Listen to the voice of God. Enter that prayer. Yes. Spend time in the secret place. Spend time with your father. When you read the word, I always say, when people say, how can I hear God? How can I actually hear God? I always say, you have your Bible? Yeah, God speaking. Open up that Bible. You'll read it. That's God yes. speaking right there. Because that is the word of God. And God says when he promises, yes. he'll promise. But everything from the Bible, when it's a prophecy, there's so many prophecies in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I In life, we tend to always want a prophecy. We want Tuss says, your Lord, your God. And we want to hear those things. But there's so many prophecies in the word of God. And this, the reason I'm mentioning this is because it goes back with listening to his voice. Because if you're struggling in Christ and you're struggling in your walk, I have learned in life when I'm struggling in my walk with Christ, I start to do what David did. In the scriptures, David will prophesy over his life when he didn't have Samuel, when he didn't have a prophet to come over and prophesy to him. He started prophesying over his life. I will succeed. I will come out of this. I am anointed by God. I will do the will of God. When you have no one, when you're struggling, when you're in your deepest parts alone, crying out to God, remind yourself of that scripture, meditate on it so you can prophesy over yourself through those scriptures. Yes. If I were to close my eyes and listen to Emmanuel's voice right now, like for the first time, I wouldn't know who it is, but you there's people around your life that you've been around them for so long that if even if your eyes are closed you know oh that's my mom oh that's my dad and it's the same with the lord if you spend time with the lord and if you're hearing his voice over and over there will be a time where you'll just know like okay the lord is speaking like that's the lord so it's about getting into his word like like emmanuel said and recognizing that this is his word so when he speaks to you you'll be like all right that's the Lord speaking. Amen. Yeah. Jake, what is your favorite verse out of all the verses in the Bible? What's one that really speaks to you? Yeah, one that impacts your life. Wow. There's so many. There's been one that's been on my heart for a long time. It's from Proverbs and it says that the life has or the tongue has a power of life and death. So like 
I've spoken about that so many times and it's something that it holds deep in my heart is like that our words have the power to build someone up or the power to break them down. So I just think that words are super powerful and that that verse backs it up. There's a psalm also that I don't have memorized, but it's been my favorite where it talks about like I will satisfy because he loves me. I will satisfy him with long life. And I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but there's more to it. I don't know the address because I there's just a lot of verses that I love. You know, there's a bunch yeah. of favorite ones for different seasons and everything. But that one helped me a lot. Like that was one of my first ones that I claimed. I was like, oh, this is my favorite verse. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, the last question, and this is for, for everyone listening. If you have one, if there's one advice you can give and leave us with for all these people that are watching, whether it be believers or non-believers, what could you tell? Or I'm, I word that wrong. But, you did, but it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. For both people? Yeah, for both. Mm. Or just in general. I, if you feel, if I just say that, that you'll only find fulfillment in Jesus Christ, in the Son the son of man and the son of God, like everything that you're looking for in life, you will find in the Lord and you will look for other, you will look for it in other things and you won't find it, but just look at him. And that's where you can be transformed to be like him, where you'll be transformed from glory to glory is when you gaze upon the Lord. Like that is where you find true fulfillment. And I'd say for believers, I'd also just tell them this verse, the, the Bible says in first John that all who claim to live in him must live as Jesus, as Jesus lived. And Jesus was always about his father's will. And even in the Lord's prayer, he said, father, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So for believers, seek the will of the father, just like Jesus did. He was always doing what he saw the father doing and saying what he saw the father saying. So if we just pray the the Father's will over our lives, like we cannot lose. If we're in the will of God, in the will of the Father, we cannot lose. Like everything belongs to us. Everything that belongs to the Father belongs to the Son as well. So if you're looking for anything in life, be a son. Become a son of the Lord. That's where there's fulfillment. Being a son and being one with the Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. So I'll leave that. I want to say thank you, Jake, for coming on here. We really appreciate it. Of course. You. How can everyone that's listening find you if you want to shout your social uh, media? Out? Yeah. <laughs> Y'all can follow me on TikTok and Instagram. My TikTok is I am P R X N C E. I am Prince. It's, there's just an X in there because I used to be a SoundCloud rapper. So, <laughs> but then also on Instagram, it's I am prince spell the same way p-r-x-n-c-e and then underscore but don't follow me to follow me but follow me to follow the lord like i want you guys to see jesus when you guys look at my lives and if there's any times where i need rebuking or anything correction like just hit me with it in love and hopefully i receive it because i just want to be like him I want you guys to be like him as well Amen. Amen. I want to ask you if you can lead us into prayer and for anyone that's on here that don't know Christ, if you can pray for them. Yes, definitely. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Lord, for this for this podcast. I just pray that you keep blessing people through it. I'm with Emmanuel's obedience, Brenda's obedience. Just pray that you bless them, give them favor over the people and let them have some pretty awesome people come on that you can minister through and uh, 
I just pray for the people that are hearing my voice as well, that you keep leading them, that you let them know that you'll finish. Remind them that you'll finish the work that you started in them, Father. Just show them your love. Show them that you are faithful and just let them stay faithful to you as well. I just pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, there you have it, guys. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. God bless you guys. God bless you guys. Thank you guys for watching and tuning into this episode. If you would like to see more episodes like this, then please like and subscribe to our podcast where you can find more Kingdom Talk interviews and more Kingdom Talk Bible studies with Emmanuel Morrow. Thank you guys and remember to stay blessed.